uh, had I not experienced it. And there's people out there that are new to jeeping, and they, they may they, they may be wondering why. You know, they may think that that their Jeep is being rated yeah. on a scale between one and ten. You know, what's funny too is when you you know you have let's say you're three of you and you're passing somebody and they're in a just a regular vehicle and you go, hey, there's there's two, and they're like, hey, peace sign. <laughs> like, no, there's two of us behind. Like, come on now. Uh, but you know, people don't know, so it's part of our job as mentors to sort of share these rules. You know, in a sense, hey, there's a Jeep wave and. By the way, let people know how many are in your group. So, mm-hmm. This Jeep Talk Show flagship episode is brought to you by Realtruck.com. With over 1 million plus parts and accessories for your Jeep, truck, and life, Realtruck.com is home to brands like Rugged Ridge, Go Rhino, Havoc Off-Road, Infab, Omics, Alloy USA, and more. A lot more, actually. Check out Realtruck's latest apparel collaboration with 1620 Workwear on Realtruck.com. Hi, I'm Tony, and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, the premier show for Jeep enthusiasts and hardcore off-roaders. Whether you're new to the Jeep world or a seasoned Jeeper, we've got you covered with the latest news, tips, and advice to help you get the most out of your Jeep. On tonight's episode, uh, news story, uh, Moo Moo Subaru. What the hell does that have to do with, with Jeep? Well, you have to stay tuned to find out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a loose fit at best. Can you say, can you say slow, slow news day? Yeah, slow. Very slow. <laughs> in, in newbie nuggets, Wendy test drives a Bronco. Oh, you traitor. See, and here we go. Is, is this a Jeep show? We're doing Subarus and Broncos tonight. <laughs> Thanks are, for checking in. People are going, it's getting really thin, and it's Christmas yeah. time. And it's Christmas time. Okay. Oh, and you know what you have during Christmas, right? Besides stress? Turkey! Oh, gosh, of course. <laughs> yeah, we can't forget that. Dang it. Josh is going like, what are you doing? Stop doing that. <laughs> and our must-have stuff for your Jeep, 12-volt Christmas lights. Have you ever decorated your Jeep with uh, with lights? I mean, no, you know, you can I, get the lights every place, but they're always 110. Yes, I can't wait to hear this one. Yeah, this is cool. And they're they're relatively inexpensive. And there's a bunch of them, too. I can just see somebody stringing these things together. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to more of that in a minute. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. Well, howdy. I'm Wendy. And could a shiny new Bronco be in my future? Mm. <laughs> Homer noises. Arr, 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 arr. Exactly. So, um... <laughs> I know that uh, we've had some listeners complaining that I have not been talking about Patreon very much, so I'm just going to oh. say, say uh, catch up, Patreon, 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 Patreon. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, oh, and a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> check it out. you got to check it out, Patreon. <laughs> okay, so would you ever expect to hear, hear these words out of your mouth? I got mood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> other than it's I a, have a mood, and that's because of something else going on, right? It's, it sounds like a wife, uh, ex-wife, or no yes. fat chick sticker joke. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. So, apparently, uh, the, the duck, duck Jeep thing has been co-opted uh, by Subaru owners that are now using little cows, little plastic cows, you know, Aww. just like the duck thing, but, yeah. but little plastic cows. I like it. <laughs> so if you're a Subaru owner, you may come out uh, to your vehicle parked in a public, hopefully, public parking uh, lot uh, to see a cow 
on your car. And I'm, now, hopefully I'm, no one complains. Hey, what are they saying about me? I have a cow. Does that mean Oh, what? I know. I know. I weight or is cow a good thing? I don't know. So uh, I don't know if you, if you were aware of this or not. I think there's some people out there that are. Back in the 90s, early 90s, uh, maybe even late 80s, there was a computer company that hit the hit the ground uh, pretty hard, uh, did amazing sales uh, selling desktop computers. Uh, originally, it was desktop computers. Okay. And, and they, uh, the, uh, oh, God, you know, I'm brain farting on the name, Gateway, Gateway Computers. Oh, right. yeah. And the boxes were white with black cow spots. Yeah. And that was their whole their whole theme was this uh, this this cow theme and and people ate it up. Wow. They did an amazing job. I think I had a couple of gateway computers before I started building them uh, just by myself. And uh, this reminded me of that because so you know the cows the cow cow thing is interesting. I mean you see it with uh, Chick Fil A and the cows yep. in the in the commercial uh, yes. eat, eat more chicken eat more chicken with the cow hanging on the billboard. <laughs> yeah, so the cow idea is not a, a bad idea. Uh, I want to say why would you associate a cow with a uh, with a Subaru other than the the <laughs> borderline rhyming? Uh, but then again, why would you associate a duck with a Jeep? <laughs> Well, exactly. There's no rhyming when you say duck and jeep, but no. Moo Moo Subaru kind of has a cute little ring to it. I don't know. And I like their little, um, the little image that you have here in the show notes um, about the little card that you can get with the cow. I think that's a nice little way to say, just go moo another cool Subaru, it says. <laughs> you got to wonder if this would help Subaru sales. Uh, you know, if, if you, if you're, and I'm going to say it again, if you're co-oping the Jeep thing, I mean, what's next? A, uh, a cow, uh, utter jiggle, uh, as a, as instead of a Jeep wave, it would be a, a super oh utter wiggle. <laughs> oh, that has a little bit of different connotation depending on who you are. I suppose. Uh, exactly. And I was, and I was thinking that's actually something I could stand behind, but I'd rather be in front if the if people were doing that. <laughs> yes. obviously, <laughs> Utterly jiggling. Yes. That's really nice. So, um, yeah. So in a page uh, from the wildly popular Jeep ducking started by Allison Parliament, Duck Duck Jeep, uh, not for Subaru. It's Moo Moo Subaru. So, so who's doing this? Is this Allison doing a spinoff or is this somebody taking no. what she's done and making their own? Oh, God, no. I mean, uh, we, we would have to uh, eliminate uh, Allison if she was doing something for <laughs> no, Subarus. But she might. I mean, she's had such success. Why not do it for a lot of different other vehicles? You know, I think that the, the whole duck duck thing was a Canadian thing because that's what Allison yes. is. So right. I get the feeling this is this is home. <laughs> Homegrown terrorism, yeah, <laughs> with the with the with the cows. I'm just guessing though. Somewhere in the Midwest, where there's a lot of cows, I got it. <laughs> I think it's kind of neat. I actually want to go on. And uh, is there a place to go to find these cows that you can buy? I guess you go on to Amazon, right? Hey, you just uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, if you want to find out more information about Moo Moo Subaru, just type in Moo Moo Subaru. Oh, it's on Facebook. It says yeah, yeah. That's cool. it, there is a Facebook group. I saw that. Oh my gosh, I think it's going to be fun because my dad drives one. I've got friends that drive them. I think it's time to start mooing these people. <laughs> so I could just have people hanging out of the window, you know, instead of wiggling the udder. Uh, yeah. You could hang out the window and go, moo! You know, kind of <laughs> like we do every time we're on a trip and we see cows in the field. Yes. <laughs> 
But you know what? We we might be starting a brand new trend to help people out. I mean, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of Subaru drivers around, so this could be fun. <laughs> I could just see uh, uh, Josh going to work and going, oh, what no. the hell is the help. deal with all oh. these Subarus with and cow moves. spots? Yeah, because you know, that's the next thing that's going to happen. Somebody's going to start selling uh, uh, vinyl stickers so that you right. can uh, cow yeah. up your Subaru. Well, instead of those eyelashes for the Jeep, right, they're going to be putting cow spots on. Oh, on my Subaru. God. And the Texas thing, you know, the Texas Cadillac with the horns? Yeah. Yes, with the, the long horns. This is, this is perfect, you know? Yep. So you'll see Subarus with the long horns on the front, <laughs> the cow spots on the side. Here we go. Oh, boy. Aren't y'all glad you joined in today to listen to our show? Yeah, and, rem- and remember, this is a slow news day. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> While you're hearing this. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, very, very cool. It's it's interesting. It's fun, and it's fun to talk about. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's nice because it's not the same old, boring, everyday thing. Uh, yeah. People are doing a little something, and, uh, and and they're definitely making other people feel uh, better in the process, hopefully. Yeah. I, I think it's a good thing. But I got to ask, uh, if you drive a Subaru, do you really want it pointed out in public? <laughs> yes, well, that was, depends yes, that was mean. <laughs> well, actually, you know, there is like the WRX and some of the speed stuff that Subaru has. My gosh, those are like, you know, cornering on rails kind of cars. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that do the Subaru, and there's different varieties. Varieties, that's the wrong thing. Models that uh, people do overlanding with. So we see it on the road all the time. And there's people out here and their Subarus, and they're quite, quite good little off-road vehicles. I was so. just going to say, they're uh, surprisingly good off-road. Yeah, so now you got to get your moo-moos and start passing it around. Oh, <laughs> uh, and uh, oh, you could do a whole thing with the. Uh, I, I do that. Certainly, they still sell the uh, the the shirts that you wear that are basically tents called moo-moos, right? No, I don't think women are doing that anymore. Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, gonna say it. That'd be funny. I could see a uh, a hefty sized woman sitting on a Subaru uh, with a, a a ribbon in her hair, for, especially for Christmas. It's TMI. Don't want to see. No, thank you. Okay, move on. <laughs> just just move on. <laughs> yeah. Move All on. right. Well, speak, move, speak, move on. Get it. Move okay. on. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Wendy mentioned uh, we have a picture in our show notes, and if you'd like to uh, read our show notes, we put uh, put them out for every episode that we do. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for episode nine forty three. Good morning, Jeep Talk Show. Steve O from Aurora, Illinois here. Just wanted to call in and compliment Chip on his uh, debut to the Jeep, Jeep Talk Show. Uh, I wheeled with Chip on two separate occasions. Great guy to wheel with. Great storyteller, especially when it comes to Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, there's a story there. More about the toppings. He knows what I mean. Anyway... Despite his faults of being a red JK driver, he's a great guy to wheel with, very knowledgeable. If you ever have the chance to be with him on the uh, Jeep Jamboree down at the Badlands, you'll you, you'll have a, a pretty good time. Anyway, it's been a while since I called that I call in. Great addition to the show again, and uh, keep on jeeping. Peace out. All right, so uh, again, speaking of uh, slow news days, um, let's go through a few things that are kind of strange in the Jeep world. I don't call them strange. You might, but I don't. Go ahead. Yeah, that's, that's, that, it, <laughs> it is. It's, it's me calling it strange. Okay. So, uh, you guys, I think everybody here knows, maybe you're new, and this is actually really good for newbies. Um, yeah. what is the Jeep wave rule? Without reading ahead, Wendy, what, what is the Jeep wave rule? Well, basically, if you see another Jeeper, you wave and it, it should just be a, like a little two-finger wave. Like you put up your two fingers and you're like, hey. Um, the Harley just, wave. 
Yeah, you're just kind of acknowledging that someone else is there. Your hands are already probably on the steering wheel. You're just kind of like, hey, mm-hmm. there you go. So uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, correct me on this because I don't know the full story behind the, the the motorcycle waves. And I think it's specifically about the Harley, but maybe not. Uh, the Harley waves are down low, right? Down low to the sort of your, what would you call it, like a seven o'clock position. Right. That's but, for Harley. But then there's the straight out, I think, is for the street bikes and then there's one up a little bit for different models oh my goodness i had no idea yeah so like the bmw guys they have their set and you know different stuff so i'm sure indian motorcycle has their position but harley is definitely down low interesting interesting so um and and of course you can't do that in a jeep unless you don't have any doors because because nobody's gonna see it so (laughs) with a jeep it's just like you say raise it up off the 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 driving the steering wheel or even i've even seen some with uh, the hands coming out especially if they're up ahead of me in a different lane i've had had the hand come out of the window that's uh, right and it was it was freezing outside which is unusual it was (laughs) freezing outside and raining on i-10 when i got that that was with the xj so. <laughs> yeah, and and I think there's an unwritten rule. You don't need a Carlton wave. You're not like, hey, we're not we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to be uncool. You don't want to no, be uncool. No, it's just like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. And not everybody waves back. That's the other thing. It's like, why? I think people either well, don't know. They don't know about the Jeep wave rule, or they're not yeah. motorcyclists, so they yeah. they wouldn't know. At least that's my theory. So, uh, according to what I looked up, and this is from the internet, and who knows, uh, the Jeep Wave explained both honor and program. The rules for the Jeep Wave is not complicated to understand. Every Jeeper is responsible for upholding the tradition of the Wave. If a fellow Jeeper waves at you, you are required to return the Wave, even if that Jeeper is driving a Grand Cherokee or Compass. It's that simple. Okay, well, I don't wave at compasses or <laughs> the other brands. The Cherokees, I will, and obviously XJs, because they're usually all set up for off-roading. So I wave. They mm-hmm. don't wave back at me, but I still wave. But yeah. I'm pretty well I mean, set up. So it, it's kind of like the modified thing. I mean, if yeah. and, I, and I don't think it's being snobby. It's like you don't want to scare anybody. You don't want right. to like <laughs> indicate maybe there's a cop a, a, up in front of them, or yeah. maybe they got a flat tire, or. <laughs> Exactly. I love it. <laughs> or, or is my spouse cheating on me type thing? Why was that person uh, waving at me? Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I think that if you have a, a modified Jeep, you probably are more uh, likely to know about the Jeep wave. I would think. And the other thing we've learned too is when you're on a trail run and you're in the dirt, you don't usually do the wave. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting unwritten thing. So when you go to like King of the Hammers and there's hundreds of Jeeps around, you don't wave at them. Well, uh, and that was funny. that was actually a dis- something that we discussed uh, uh, when we were going uh, to EJS. I mean, like uh-huh. when we all got there and stuff. And yeah, I think somebody like, brought nope. it up on the GMRS. Uh, and, and I'm not waving. I'm not Jeep waving. I mean, no. it, that's too many times to keep take your hand off the steering wheel. Well, pretty much you just would leave it in the up position. Because yeah, there's, no, there's exactly. just too many Jeeps and everybody knows you're here for Jeep events. So, yeah, no, yeah. You, don't, you don't really do it on that that situation. You, I think you just kind of do the nod as you're as you're going past them. Well, yeah, you're going to acknowledge somebody. And the other thing I'd love to push out too, when you're in a big event, you know, hold up the number of fingers of the people behind you because that's important. If you've got a group of ten, you know, and it's going to be important as a leader to say, "Hey, I've got ten jeeps behind me or nine jeeps behind me," and the guy at the end needs to say zero so that you know that you've passed. But that'd be the only thing I'd be doing in those events is trying to let somebody know how many I have in the group. I'm glad you mentioned that because that is not something that I would understand uh, had I not experienced it. And there's people out there that are new to jeeping 
and they, they may they, they may be wondering why you know they may think that that their jeep is being rated yeah. on a scale between one and ten you know what's funny too is when you you know you have let's say you're three of you and you're passing somebody and they're in a just a regular vehicle and you go hey there's there's two and they're like hey peace sign <laughs> they're like no there's two of us behind like come on now uh, but you know people don't know so it's part of our job as mentors to sort of share these rules you know in a sense hey there's a jeep wave and by the way, let people know how many are in your group. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully, because uh, uh, two people in the group is going to be confusing. And, yeah. and and when you're telling people how many uh, people that are in jeeps or vehicles going the opposite way that you're going, you're letting them know how many are in the group. Do you count yourself, or do you tell how many you have behind? Because I think it, count, I think you, you said behind. behind. Yeah, because they can so, see you, and hopefully yeah. they they know basic math. Yeah, and sometimes you can just roll down your window and say, "Hey, there's nine of us behind," and then they're they've pulled over for you. Mm-hmm. Vice versa, if we're pulled over, I'd love to know how many. In the group. <laughs> yeah, because then I'm, you know, I'm counting and I'm waiting. Well, is there somebody, especially on narrow roads? And this really comes from the motorcycle world and the off-roading in like quads and motorcycles. They always tell you how many is in the group, but it is not translated a hundred percent to the off-roading world. So, if you're listening, you know, try to be courteous and let someone know how many is in the group, especially if they pulled over for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe, courtesy. maybe if it's not a heavily modified Jeep or especially a stock Jeep, uh, rolling the window down if you didn't have it already down, just just tell them. Uh, hold up yeah. the, the the count. And say and, say, and, and correlate that with the words, and then yeah. they'll, then they'll know you would have taught them something. But uh, trust me, <laughs> we get every response you can imagine from "Why are you rolling your window down?" to "What? I don't understand." So you just be courteous, go out and do what you want to do. People will eventually get it, and then we just can train through osmosis, you know, by doing. Yeah, if you get a funny look or they like, yeah. "Why? Why are you doing that?" Just say, "Listen to the Jeep Talk Show. You'll learn." Yeah. Please, here's a sticker. Pay attention. All <laughs> right. So I think this is pretty simple, but uh, again, not looking at the uh, the show notes here, Wendy. What okay. are Jeep owners called? And, I, and I'm, I'm not talking about assholes. Uh, I'm, I, they're not BMW drivers. Uh, oh, so what are they be newbies? Because that's what I do. <laughs> I talk about new, new things to do. I don't know. But is there a set name for them? Apparently so, according to the Internet. So how long are you a noob newbie until you're no longer a newbie? Is that like you've done two black diamonds and no longer a newbie or? Well, how long can you breastfeed a child? Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, do, do, do we have a, do we have a definite uh, time frame on that? I think it's the same thing for newbies. <laughs> I think it's the, it depends on the child and the woman. <laughs> What's her tolerance for pain? Until she gets older? I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. No <laughs> Um, so, uh, so in the top 20 terms, every Jeep noob needs to know, uh, Jeepers and Jeepers are well aware that the Rubicon Trail, which traverses the Sierra Nevada mountain range in California, was the true inspiration. Like any passion, the Jeep lifestyle has a language all its own. So Jeepers and Jeepers. So I guess if you're male, you're a Jeeper. And uh, certainly, well, I, I guess I shouldn't get into labels, should I? I mean, you, you can go by whatever you want to go by. As whatever the heck I want to go by. Thank you very much. Uh, I've not, I've not heard the Jeep hers. I, know I had not either. You know, there's things like wrangle hers with Julianne, right? And that kind of makes sense. But I've just not heard that. I think there's term. actually a Jeep hers uh, as well. I, uh, I think so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then that makes sense. It kind of lends itself that uh, to that just adding the H to Jeepers. I mean, I think we're all aware of Jeepers, but I was not aware of Jeepers. So that's J E E P H E R S. Interesting. Okay, things I need to learn apparently. 
Yeah, well, that's what we're here for. Uh, or to disseminate uh, erroneous information. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so uh, here's another one. Uh, we were talking about ducking and uh, moving earlier. Uh, what are the rules about ducking a Jeep? I, I don't think there's any specific rules other than I know people try to match the ducks to the color of the Jeep or whatever oh, that person's into. Because I've gotten stuff that I've got a horse duck. I've gotten things that match our color of our Jeep. I've and I know people try to get a they buy a gaggle of these little ducks and then they try to put them in. But I think also a little note so that people can register with um, Allison's group for Duck Duck Jeep, and then you can take a picture that you got one and post it on Facebook. I think that's what the whole thing's about. I don't think there's any real rules about it. Maybe where you put it, probably in the door handle the most. I've seen some on the. Um, Maybe windshield. I had one stuck on my antenna at, at one of the Jeep talk shows. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't know. Is there rules? I don't think so. Well, uh, again, going to the internet, which is always a the best place to get accurate information. Oh, sure. <laughs> there, there is no st- uh, strict rules for Jeep ducking. However, yeah. the trend is an act of kindness among Jeep enthusiasts. Yeah, it didn't even say Jeep owners. It just says Jeep enthusiasts. So I guess you can be excited about Jeeps and, and do this. Yeah. The rules are relatively lenient as long as you are uh, perpetuating. Perpetuating. Thank you. The rules are relatively uh, lenient as long as you're perpetuating kindness in a friendly and non-invasive manner. And I, I have to put a uh, Greg Henderson uh, unofficial use only uh, rule on here. Don't put it on the paint. Uh, yeah. I think most people don't have a problem with that. But uh, when you're Greg Henderson and you build a, a Jeep and you, it has don't a fifteen to $20,000 paint job on it, yeah, he, he would prefer not to have anything touch yeah. that paint. Sadly, you can't have nothing touch it because you got to take it outside. But uh, yeah, so uh, if the doors are off, put it on the seat. Uh, if you can uh, put it on the mirror uh, that's not painted, uh, yeah, so just... Take that into consideration because you may think that just sticking something lightly on the, the painted surface, it may still annoy people. And I think that's the main yeah. thing what annoys him about, uh, about the ducks. Yep. So uh, that's the rules. Uh, Wendy, can you think of anything off the top of your head? Did this jive or, or, or jar any things that, uh, that you think that uh, people don't know that might, they might need to know more about? Having to do I with, think a, uh, a general rule is don't go out alone, but that's something that I preach just for newbies anyway. But, you know, going out alone, it's hard because you're trying to find people. Maybe you're new to this and you don't know anybody. Um, there are things you can listen to episodes in the past about how to find you know, different clubs and groups, mm-hmm. you can um, search Facebook and uh, it's just amazing. And once you start to reach out to people, you will be surprised how many people you're going to meet. We ought to come up, we ought to come up with like a, a top 10 list of things that aren't necessarily cutesy, but are, are just good advice and, and not uh, don't go uh, wheeling alone, I think is a really good one. Yeah, that's an idea. I'll put that, I'm going to write that down because I might work, I might work on that. Yeah, I don't know why. People love uh, top tens and top fives and uh, all, all well, that stuff. And it is coming to the end of the year, so why not do something like that? That might be fun. It's coming to the end of the year, and there's definitely going to be more slow news days. So. Yes, yeah, so, so strap <laughs> on, guys. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> hey, Chief Talk Show, this is DR out here in Utah. And, uh, yes, we get winter all the time, and I had to, to let Wendy know uh, we we do a lot of stuff to get prepared for winter. 
mostly we got a great big box that we put in the back of the YJ. And uh, it has everything in it from food, water, axes, fire starter, blankets, gloves, hats, uh, saws. We carry saws with us too, everything. Uh, I come along because we don't have a winch on that Jeep. Uh, uh, the JK, we got a winch on it, so we don't carry anything but our cell phones and food and water, and Diet Coke. Uh, but, yeah, they saved our butts a lot of time. Uh, we usually go out by ourselves, and uh, we've been pulled out by snowmobiles three times now. That's, you know, they've always been really good about it. Uh, but, yeah, snowmobiles pulling us out. They, they're pretty amazed about it. And I'm like, all we need is just enough momentum to get up on the snow. <laughs> Anyways, love the show. Talk to you guys later. Hey, when it comes time to wrench and repair on your Jeep Wrangler or four-wheel drive vehicle, the clothes you adorn are oftentimes just as important as the tools you use to repair. Yeah, you got to look good when you're repairing your Jeep. That's exactly right. <laughs> with that, I mean, it doesn't hurt. With that, Realtruck.com has teamed up with 1620 Workwear. And I don't know if it's 1620. I'm thinking it's 1620. It may be 1,620, but I'm going to say 1620. So 1620 Workwear for their first ever apparel collaboration featuring American-made high-performance apparel that is guaranteed for life. Wow. Oh, don't get me started on the Craftsman Lifetime Warranty. That just pissed me off. <laughs> uh, you haven't, I don't think you've heard that, that, it, that uh, interview or that episode yet, Wendy. So whether you're wrenching under the hood, winching out of a mud hole, or gearing up for the next big job, 1620 and Real Truck bring you the workwear apparel. Help you get the job done right in style. Check them out at realtruck.com or in today's Jeep Talk Show show notes. Just go to the show notes for episode 943 and you'll see the link there for realtruck.com slash 1620-realtruck. What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, newbie! Newbie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Newbie Nuggets. Well, I labeled this one a Bronco, an FJ Cruiser, and a Jeep went on a trail. Oh, no. <laughs> it's actually a good story. But what's interesting is you wouldn't think of these three vehicles all being together at the same time. Well, but this, we had a, this is the beginning of a bad joke. Is that, that's, that's the reason <laughs> yeah. why. That's why I say, oh, no. That's right. <laughs> Went into a bar. No. It's yeah. Um, so we had a student with an FJ Cruiser that wanted to be trained uh, off-roading. They want to do some basic off-roading stuff. And it was great to see how that vehicle worked. Um, we've worked with other types of vehicles, the Toyotas, trucks, different stuff. And it was just nice to have an FJ Cruiser. Um, very capable, and they only had about 35-inch tires, so it wasn't anything major. They weren't super lifted, but they had a nice lift, so it was really it was really a lot of fun. Um, and it's always surprising to me when you can look at a vehicle and realize it is extremely capable. So those of you that have an FJ and you listen to the show, you know what? More kudos to you because it is a capable vehicle. And, and you can't buy one anymore. Not new, anyway. Yeah, not new. But the coolest thing that we did is Don is writing another book. Um, the author or the uh, publisher asked him to do a book on the Bronco. So you guys know that he writes books on all the different models of the Jeep. Um, we just did a huge update on our training book, which gives you all kinds of great information for all, any kind of off-roading information. Um, so now he's working on the Bronco and he actually got use of a fleet vehicle this past week. He had a whole week of it and we were able to take it out for that training day. Fleet, that's the same people that make the Enema, right? Yeah, just pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. So, 
I, I have pictures in here. And Tony's going to love this because it is red and it's beautiful color, by the way. I just have to tell you that. Um, and Tony's probably like, yay. Uh, anyway, this was a, this Bronco was a two door wild track with the Sasquatch package. So you guys can look that up if you want to. It's about $65,000, by the way. Um, beautiful red color. You know, Tony, you can get the bells and whistles out for you. It's That's gorgeous not red. interior. That's more of a maroon. It's a pretty reddish maroon. I don't care. It's gorgeous. <laughs> uh, you're talking to a red snob here. <laughs> I know, but it is, it's beautiful. But anyway, gorgeous interior, lush, and of course, it's all brand new. So who doesn't love the smell of brand new? Oh, yeah. Like now, it did have Goodyear Territory MTs on it, 35s. Um, I, I don't even know how to say this. Please change <laughs> Just the tire. don't. Just don't. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> it was awful. Now, this vehicle is more than capable to do our training ground. We had to use lockers on an average climb that Jeeps, Toyotas, trucks can do without lockers. So that just tells you how bad the tires were. They were slipping so bad. There's no grip in the Goodyear. It's just, okay, sorry. I got to move on from that. But now we also know that there's an issue with the standard tie rods when you buy Bronco. The standard is very skinny. Right. If you've even been to a show or looked at them, just take a peek. You're going to go, holy cow, why are they pencil thin? So if you've driven with somebody who's on a harsh trail, they probably broke them. You know this is a weak link on the Bronco. So Don had pre-planned uh, for this week-long testing. He ordered beefier Fabtech tie rods <laughs> Just in case, because we didn't want to have a breakdown at any point oh, God, and no. not be able to, you know, do something about it. But he didn't need to change them. We were good. He was prepared. But let me tell you, those Fabtech replacement tie rods were at least double the standard size. I mean, they're really, really beefy. So if you have a Bronco, you're listening, and you're concerned about that, I would look at the Fabtech uh, just as a, a side note, because you just want something beefier. It's going to help you. So. Now, the fun part was after we were done with the training with this customer, um, I was able to drive the Bronco. Don's like, you want to drive it on the training ground? I'm like, heck yeah, I do. So, of course, the first impression is it's all new inside. There's bells and whistles. There's a huge big screen navigation system. They got cameras in the front and rear, et cetera, et cetera. All these fancy things. You can even smell the leather interior and all the plush details. Now, what I didn't like about it was that when you sit in the Jeep, the hood is very, very square, and it seems long. So when you compare it to the Jeep, our Jeeps kind of go tapered in, and then they taper down a little bit. Um, so you can see things better is what I'm trying to say. Right. So I guess that's kind of why they installed the front camera. I don't know. It's kind of silly. But it felt like a huge truck hood, like you're on a big, huge diesel truck, and you just can't see out the front of it. Um, and then if you look at the pictures in the show notes, you can kind of see uh, these black... I don't even know what you call them, attachments at the end of the hood that even block your view more. <laughs> and I asked Don, I go, what are those for? They almost look like levels, literally, like you put a little level on something and you have a little bead in the center to tell you you're right side up. Um, anyway, uh, Don thinks they were maybe to help for tie downs if you had something on the roof, like a, you know, some kind of a, a rack or something like that. But anyway, it just, I don't understand what- You're talking about the things that are on either side of the hood? Yes, at the very end. And those, you're sitting. Those are for limb risers. For what? Limb risers. You know, the, the wires that you run from the, uh, the top of the, uh, like the A-pillar down to the yes. hood. Yeah, like I said, the hot, yeah, okay. They're limb risers. Uh, anyway. They, they built that in so you could put the, those wires on there. Uh, so I thought you were talking about something that went across the front of the hood. No, yeah. but, okay, they block your view, let me just say. Oh, I, I, have, I have no doubt, but you it's know. It's just 
but they're cool. You're a real off-roader because you have limb risers. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing I hated was the placement of the mirrors, the side mirrors. They're too far forward and they block your view when you look out. So when you're looking forward and oh, you're traversing geez. over something and you can't see because the hood's in front of you and it's wide, so you kind of tilt your head a little bit to look out. <laughs> you can't see because the damn mirrors are on the way. Again, pushing people to use a camera. You know what? You need to learn to drive, but I don't like this part of it. So those would be the two things right off the bat that I was just like, this is impossible. I know this trail. I know the path. And yet I can't see where I'm going. So that is something to be concerned about when you are maybe being new, driving a Bronco and being on a trail. You're not you're going to need a good spotter. Or, or, or maybe thinking about getting a Bronco because it's the newfangled thing. Uh, and, uh, and I'm not trying to, to help Bronco out here, but I think if I remember properly, the, the mirrors are forward like that because the doors are removable. And that way you still have mirrors with the doors off. But well, not, that's not being true. able to see when you go <laughs> off road is kind of a, a negative thing. So. I mean, it's going to be great for the highway and you can see your, you know, whoever's coming up next to you. But when you're on the trail, one thing I love about Jeep is that you kind of see past those mirrors and you can actually see forward still. Well, so. and if you take your doors off, you don't got no stinking mirrors so that's that right. you can so. even get better visibility. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting a, that they've done a couple of things here to try to make this thing, you know, more, Let you have to do less things. Uh, I don't know if Ford understands that we like messing around with our Jeeps. Yes, you do. <laughs> we like <laughs> buying little things like this. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So, I did mention that we did, use, we did need to use lockers in a section to get up. Um, it is a bit of a climb, to be fair, but it was those damn tires. I don't think the Bronco itself would have had problems. I think it was the fact that the tires had no traction. You know, those are good-looking tires. Uh, again, looking at the, the images you have in here in our show notes for episode 943, jeeptalkshow.com, yeah. to look along with us. Uh, sure. Those don't look like bad tires. Uh, and and, and you, were you guys able to air them down sufficiently? Oh, yeah. We aired them down. It didn't matter. Those are Goodyear. They're just stiff sidewall. They're a little bit, you know, stiffer. It's not even that. It's the texture and the way that the tread kind of comes together. Mm -hmm. There's just... I'm sorry. I'm not one to bash Goodyear, but it well, is a Goodyear horrible is, tire. Oh, I'm thinking of BF Good. I'm thinking of BF Goodrich. I'm no, sorry. Not, I was going to say BF, BF Goodrich is generally a good off-road tire. No, no this no, is no. Goodyear. Okay. Goodyear. This is good for the highway, <laughs> but uh, not so much when you get into off-roading. So if you're going to be taking a Bronco that comes stock with these tires, then I would definitely consider making that upgrade for sure. So what you're saying is get different tires and get the beefier tie rod ends. Yes, if you're going to be doing some off-roading. If stuff, you're going to absolutely. go any place other than the mall. So yeah, I, correct. Yeah, noted. <laughs> now. Maybe some black spot vinyls that you could put yeah. on there. I mean, you could get mood. Oh, yeah. Some moo stuff. <laughs> there has to be something for Broncos, right? The horse. Oh, their logo for the Bucking Bronco. I love that, by the way. I'm a horse girl. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. Anyway. All right. So the fun part for me, this is the best part I love about this Bronco, um, is that we went on a straight section of the road and Don said, floor it. I looked at him, I said, okay, oh my gosh, when that turbo kicks in, dang, was that fast. Oh my gosh, I was in love with it. I'm like, I got to get me one of these. It was amazing. The power, your thrust back in that front seat, it handles beautifully. It was going super fast. I'm like, wow. Okay, I see the allure of the Bronco now. So mm -hmm. 
Um, that it's, was it's a comfortable. Cool. It's IFS, so it's a, a comfortable yep. vehicle to drive. You got that large uh, hood sticking out there in front, so it's it's a nice you know feeling truck style uh, vehicle, uh, yeah. and it claims that it can go off road. So yeah. it has everything it, uh, as long as you believe lies. Yeah, it it felt <laughs> really wide sitting in the G, in the Bronco. Oh, I'm sure. As in, in interior felt wide, mm-hmm. um, very plush. The back seat was ridiculous. This was a two door. I don't recommend a two door. Get just getting the seats forward to get in. We we put Bill in the back seat um, so we could take him around. We were driving, and mm-hmm. just him, he's six foot, trying to get in there was a. It was, I wish I'd have taped it. It was hilarious, but I I don't recommend that if you've got dogs or kids, forget it. You need a four door. Oh, especially if they're little kids and you have to yeah, deal no. with uh, the, no. the not the stroller. What do you call that? The car seat. The car seat. And yeah, all that stuff. strapping yeah, them so. in and stuff. But but I will say uh, that turbo that. Whew, and it didn't take long for that turbo to kick in, and boy, was that fabulous. So that was kind of fun. So overall, I would not buy one or own one. It's not my thing. Um, I love my Jeep and probably always will. Um, and by the way, Don said that I could quote him, and he said, I quote, <laughs> I won't be selling my Jeep to buy a Bronco anytime soon. Yeah, me neither. So it was fun. I'm glad that we got to see it. It's always good to look at other vehicles. I love to try new things out. It was fun. Um, definitely the four door would be a little bit longer. Um, it was not wider than our Jeep. Um, and it was a little bit shorter in the wheelbase because it was a two door, but other than that, it handled, you know, beautifully and it was great. So, but anyway, it was fun. It was something different and, uh, it was, it was a good day for us. So with a couple of changes, uh, you feel that it would be a a good all around, uh, vehicle uh, on and off road. Mostly on road off-road you're going to need to do some other things too so mm-hmm. but you know what check out don's book because he'll give you all of those tips <laughs> when he gets that published so it, it's yeah, a different type of should, vehicle that should know? be an interesting if, read if uh, you're is, if the, you're is the title is the working title of the book uh bronco why <laughs> <laughs> no i'm sure it'll be a good title because there's been a lot of bronco owners out there a lot of bronco drivers bronco, and wrong it's not it a yet. jeep <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> and, in and you can quotes. take it yeah you can take it either way <laughs> yeah i'm not selling my jeep but I, the bronco was fun so it was it was great it handled great for the road i'm sure that don you know he put it through different kinds of paces and you know testing it because that's what he does in his books is he really just breaks it all down you know how did it compare how does it work you know what's that independent front suspension do how does it not work you know whatever the deals are on that so really really good for basic off-road if you're going to do some fire roads you just want to get out maybe a little bit of overlanding. Um, but once you get into rock crawling and doing more than that, you're going to have to change some things. And then by then, you're already paying 65000 for a two-door base. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to have to add how much more in to fix all this stuff. I don't know that Bronco did it the best in this situation. Well, you said two-door base. It came with lockers though, right? Uh, it did have lockers. But yeah. I'm still saying it's sixty-five grand For yeah. that price, I can get into a Jeep pretty well set up and not have to do much. Jeeps are kind of no-brainers. I mean, if you want to yeah. do anything uh, off-road, uh, and if even if you're not sure, but you just want to have something that you, if if the bug bites you, uh, you have a platform that you can easily modify because there's lots of third-party stuff. I'm not exactly. saying there's not third-party stuff for Bronco. It's relatively new though, so there's going to be fewer things to do. But then again, you're going to stand out more on the trail, uh, and and just think of all the the picture opportunities whenever a Jeep is pulling you out of a, a situation. <laughs> It's going to be, your Bronco is going to get more pictures than any other Jeep out there. Love that, yes. <laughs> anyway, it was fun. I always like to look at other stuff, and I'm just glad to bring that attention, but man. 
good times. Very, very cool. So, uh, Wendy, I mean, it's, it's up to you. Uh, you could say no and disappoint our listening audience, but uh, would you mind giving us a Bill update? You mentioned Bill. Oh, uh, yeah. Hopefully, you didn't leave him out there in the Bronco. Hopefully, you brought him in. <laughs> no, it was fun because we, we actually played him in the Bronco. Uh, Don went ahead of us, and they took off. Like, it was a bad out of you-know-what. And Bill's face was just like, oh, wow, because, yeah. you know, they, they both did things in speed. The two of them both raced vehicles. <laughs> they, both, they both did so, things that the uh, the law never caught up to them for. That's right. You know, but I mean, they, they've been on tracks. They've been on ovals. They've been on all kinds of stuff, the two of them. So I can only imagine. I'm sure Bill was just like, I want to talk about this, but he couldn't. Um, he's actually doing uh, good. We're, we're progressing. We got him out on that uh, training day. He, it's kind of hard because he's my partner for all this kind of stuff. So I depend on him once I've started to talk, to talk with a, a student and then I can demo what I'm saying. He usually drives the Jeep and shows that what we're talking about and we couldn't do that. So we had a third person, Casey uh, was there to help us out from uh, Bear Valley overlanding up here. So he got to drive a, the Jeep and show stuff, but Bill was there. He's doing great. We're getting a few more words out. Speech therapy's working. Um, he's still very, very frustrated because he's talking and telling us what he wants to say and because of that stroke, a little bit of that is causing him to not be able to connect those words in his brain with his mouth, but we're, we're making it work. So I'm excited. He's on his horse a lot and we're just doing all kinds of therapy. And thank you again to all you listeners who are sending prayers and thoughts. We really do appreciate that and keep him in your, in, in your thoughts and prayers. Now he's been home for how long now? It has been since October 30th. So oh, good long time. Four weeks. We're working on five weeks now. So yeah, and, so. and, and I know home is so much better. Uh, yeah. Just a better feeling, less stress. I mean, there's still stress, obviously, because uh, yeah. he's not 100% back. But as far as no. physical uh, moving and walking and lifting and all that stuff, he's he's 100%. Yeah, in fact, um, he and Paul, we've talked about Paul Crawford. He has the Gladiator mm-hmm. that rides with us a lot. He um, Paul came over, picked up the Jeep, and he took Bill over to another friend's house, and they replaced the uh, ball joints because apparently mine were bad. Um, so that was fun. Um, but he and Bill was helping to take the tires off, and he knew kind of what tools to do. So that memory stuff is still there. Um, it's just the, you know, connecting all the pieces. So, But it was good for him. He was, you know, they did spend about three and a half, four hours, and did that change on the jeep and he was excited so well, I'm i think glad, those i'm glad to hear he can work on that stuff because you know and i think all this is true for all people but I, but as a man i think it, it, i know that it's important uh, to yes. feel like you have worth that you yes. that you feel like you can do something and uh, for him especially going through all this stuff especially when you've led a, a healthy life uh this is such a challenge and, and also too why we all should just be so uh, grateful for a healthy life no matter 100%. how bad your life might be if if you have bad health that's always worse than anything else because uh, uh, as long as you have your health you have hope because uh, yep. it's just up to you so i'm sure he's very happy that he's able to to do those things uh and actually uh w- work on vehicles because he's very used to doing that i mean i saw him do that whenever uh, uh don lost uh two three or, or so lug uh, lugs uh. <laughs> exactly <laughs> on that trip when you were out i know yeah. they had to go into town and figure that out that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah. no he's he's very much a you know wrencher he loves to do everything he can probably change full engines and do everything he's got that kind of smarts mm-hmm. So it, it'll, it's coming back. We're just doing it slowly and giving him opportunity to, to uh, have some fun. So I'm just uh, I'm look, looking forward to the 100% recovery yes. and, and you telling stories of how he's milking it to get out of stuff. 
And, I know. I, and so you funny. go, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. I, I have, you know, we have all these projects. We live on a ranch. We've got horses. There's all these chores to do. Yeah. And I'm like, as soon as you can tell me no, I, I can have you stop doing them. But until then, it's therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, ah. <laughs> it's pretty. Oh, this is great. Excellent. Yeah, good to hear about it. And uh, I'll just mention this really quick, uh, really for your benefit more than anybody else. But uh, if you haven't already listened to the episode, you should go back and listen to it. Uh, I have a half-inch uh, pneumatic uh, uh, air tool, uh, impact air tool for uh, from Craftsman. I've had it for a number of years, anywhere between uh, 13 to 17 years. Oh, okay, long time. And it recently, the trigger recently uh, failed on it. And, and the only way you can use the, the, the air wrench is to... Uh, hook up the airline when you have it on the nut because okay. <laughs> it starts going immediately <laughs> <laughs> and you take it off to make it stop. Oh, uh, and of course, I haven't really been using it, but I had to use it the other day and that's how I managed to use it. Um, so uh, I was looking at, so well, it's just, I, I looked at it and it's the trigger, the trigger, you pull the trigger and it doesn't do anything. It doesn't move really. Uh, so I said, well, it's just the trigger needs to be replaced or some mechanism in there. And I was kind of looking at it and go, how the hell do I give you and get to that? So I went to YouTube and was uh, looking at it. And apparently this is a common uh, problem with this uh, Craftsman uh, half-inch impact uh, uh, air tool. And uh, I was thinking, I went, hey, wait a minute. It's a Craftsman. I'll, I'll just see about getting it replaced. Craftsman, Craftsman tools have a lifetime warranty. So I had to jump through a few hoops to talk to the right people, you know, primarily, I think, because Sears is no longer, you know, at right. least has stores where you can walk into. And uh, long story short, uh, as I would uh, quote Travis, uh, they said it was a limited warranty and that oh. warranty has expired. <laughs> how, how convenient for them. And, and as, a, as a threat, because, you know, no, not everybody has a, uh, a podcast. Yeah. As a, a, a parting threat, I said, well, I'm going to make sure I'll let my Jeep Talk Show listeners know that yeah. when you buy Craftsman, you don't have that lifetime warranty that was always talked about and you were suckered Craft in. Isn't it called Craftsman for a reason? Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. Well, it was like, I think I said on the other show was, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if the tools suck if you have a lifetime warranty, right? Because you can just always, right. you know, get sure. a new one. So uh, I uh, I'm uh, purchased and it's coming in tomorrow a Dewalt uh, half inch electric uh, impact wrench. So um, looking forward to that. Uh, just simply not having to uh, route that hose, that air hose around because uh, you know it always gets in the way. So this will just be uh, really cool and it will uh, leap for, leapfrog me into at least the uh, 2008s in technology. Good. <laughs> You're getting caught up. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're expensive. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, you guys talked about the uh, American Indians complaining about the name badge Cherokee. And I'm talking about the woo 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 Indians <laughs> and not the 7 Eleven owning Indians. <laughs> Try to beep and as always, please good. send all your hate mail to the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> I don't know what they're complaining about. They're actually pronouncing the word wrong. It, instead of Cherokee, it's pronounced Cherokee. Uh, it's an old Italian word. It loosely translates it into English as constantly broke. Well, that's not why I'm calling. Of course not. I'm calling to tell you that. Visine, yeah, the eye drops, is the original blinker fluid. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you Bye later. Gosh. Have a good one. Bye. I only got a few weeks left to make it 18% funnier. I think I'm going to get there. <laughs> that. Yeah.
Yeah, that was a good one, Nikki G. I like that. Yep. <laughs> and half the listeners are like, blinker fluid. Do they have blinker fluid? Yes. Just go to your local auto parts store and ask for where the blinker fluid aisle is. Yeah. And that uh, that uh, Cherokee uh, uh, translates into being broke actually has yeah. a double meaning. It does. <laughs> <laughs> so there's always that. That was good. All right. So in our next interview, and our interviews are every Friday, uh, we have a, uh, I found this an extremely interesting product. I had seen it before. I didn't know the name. Uh, the name of the company is My Top. Uh, I had seen it before and I just didn't like it. I, I thought it was uh, silly and stupid and not jeepy. Uh, and I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, uh, Wendy, but uh, basically is a push button that you press. And you go topless within about 20 seconds because it, oh. it, the whole top, uh, soft top, back. folds yeah. all the way back on your Jeep. And now you're completely open air. I mean, if you got doors, you know, you have to roll the windows down. Or if you had half doors, you know, you got it that way. But as far as the, the, the top and the back, it's completely open. And then in the, wow. another 20 seconds, it's all closed. And you do have to uh, un, unlatch the, the front. As anybody does that has oh, the sure. has the even even the the one that just flips up over the uh, driver and passenger thing, you have yeah. to un- unlock it with those clips uh, that holds it down. But you, I mean, it's, you can easily do this from uh, from the the driver or passenger side. Uh, take those clips off. You press a button, and the whole top goes back. So, I mean, what a wonderful thing to have if uh, it's a questionable day. You don't have to check the weather. <laughs> you know, you can just roll this down, press the button, and exactly. now you're topless. And, oh, it looks like rain. You just uh, touch the button. Press the button, and it goes back, and you latch it in place, and you're and you're good. So, it is really nice from that, that standpoint. But to me, it looks a lot like uh, the convertibles you would see on cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, the, of course, the plus is it's not on cars so anyway we're going to be talking to uh anya 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 hey anya yeah, yeah. anya uh she's german uh and that's why i can't pronounce her name i'm, I'm going with that i can't pronounce any names <laughs> uh and it's a very interesting story they they uh bought uh the uh the top the convertible top for their daughter's first jeep when she was 16 and they liked the company so much and this is just like uh, the hair club for men uh, which we talk about in the interview. <laughs> they they liked it. the company so much, her and her husband uh, bought it and uh, made improvements. And uh, I'm very, very impressed. Uh, oh, fun. With, I can't wait with, to hear that one. Yeah, with MyTop and MyTop.us. So uh, I like to say you can go topless at the push of a button. Jeep Talk Show. It's me, DR, out here in Utah. And I'm not on the truck. I'm in the Jeep going home. Uh, but I've been getting a call all day. This is at episode 940. And uh, just listening to Chris talk about doing that oil filter adapter changer thing down there. The oil cooler, that's worthless. I don't know who thought of that, but they should have thought something different. Baxter should have built one. Uh, anyways, there's two sensors down there also, Chris. Uh, knock sensor, left side knock sensor, right side. Because that whole valley fills up with oil, uh, them sensors will go out, trust me. About 40,000 miles later, mine are going out. And I wish I had replaced the neck because they were buried in oil. Oh, probably about seven or eight inches deep. About four quarts of oil in that thing. Anyways, love the show, you guys. Listen for me later. Bye-bye. All right, here's the one you're waiting for, Wendy. Must yes. have stuff for your Jeep. 
So uh, AT in, in Innovate, Innovate, Innovative uh, has a 33 foot long, 100 LED, yes. low <laughs> more more low voltage outdoor weatherproof warm. That means not that blue looking light. Right, the nice light. Christmassy. Yeah. Uh, warm white string lights works with low voltage landscape lighting uh, systems. It's 12 volt only uh, at Amazon. It's $22.99. That's not that bad. But it says uh, you, you can uh, can be used on boats, RVs, campers, cars, ATVs, and trucks where you Perfect. have access to a 12 volt from battery or low voltage landscape so, lighting. So you can decorate your Jeep for the Christmas time. You and definitely can. And parades you do. And, and I'll just say, this may not be legal in your state <laughs> to drive there's, around this way. There's the warning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Disclaimer. So you can get your Jeep into the Christmas spirit with these 12 volt LED lights. 30, 33 feet of 100 LED low voltage white lights. And if that ain't enough... You can connect up to six of these things together. Oh, my gosh. Now, I'm just curious. Does it come in any other colored lights, or is it just all that? This is the only one that I found, but, uh, I mean, I think white is, uh, at least if it's not the main color of the Jeep, the white lights are very elegant. Yeah, I would agree. See a little dig that I gave you there for your white Jeep? Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) I I, I heard it. I got it. (laughs) Yeah, but the the listener may not have got it because you didn't react. No, they didn't. (laughs) You're just used to it now. (laughs) I'm just like, whatever. So, but they do say that they're uh, they're waterproof or weatherproof. Uh, It has an IP44 rating. And uh, I I looked that up because I'm used to 66 or 67. uh, And uh, that that has more meaning to me. So, I looked it up and it says it has... uh, uh, it's about halfway between no protection and maximum protection against both dust and water, making it better protected from dust and rainfall than devices that carry no IP rating. So this is the outdoor part of it. So you should okay. not have a problem with it in it. weather or snow, especially if it melts. These are LEDs, so they're probably not going to melt uh, much snow. Uh, but, but man, could you just imagine like if you had a wreath on uh, on your tire oh the tire yeah. yeah and then you light them up like this with the with the lights um, oh, and there, and there's a lot of listeners who do who participate in toy drives and then they do exactly. runs at night yep. or they do parades drive-bys so, yeah yeah fun. i don't mean How shootings fun. i mean where they they, they drive no. by some kids uh, yeah, yeah, that are no, sick I'm, at a home or something exactly i <laughs> He's like, dude, if you're going to do a drive-by, don't light up your Jeep. That's right. Please don't show them who you are. So I've actually looked for some uh, some 12-volt LED lights for, you know, Christmassy type stuff for a number of years now. And I thought uh, I would try it again uh, today for our show notes as something to tell you guys about. And boy, it was right there. And, And really, I mean... 22 bucks especially this these days uh, of uh, high inflation 22 yeah. bucks ain't bad and this is uh, a, an amazon um recommended so uh that uh, that doesn't mean that it's you know super wonderful but apparently from the reviews and amazon is willing uh, willing to put on there that, that that they recommend it so that that wow. always means means a lot to me yeah, and what would be really awesome is that listeners if you're decorating your jeep send us some pictures oh, post it on facebook instagram like, let's just blow up the Instagram and Facebook with these kind of pictures. I think that'd be really fun, too, to see what people are doing, get some creative ideas. Or, or at least, even if you don't want to send them to us, when you go to post them, like on Instagram, just use the hashtag, uh, hashtag Jeep Talk Show, or my, or my favorite, Pound Jeep Talk Show. Yep. <laughs> hashtag for all those you trying to do. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but if you're over 12, uh, you know what the, yeah. the pound sign is. The pound sign is, yeah, there you go. 
Oh, I love it. <laughs> that was a great find, Tony. Now I have to check and see if there's some colored lights because I know that if you have white lights in the back, that that's not legal. Um, if you have red lights in the back, I think you can do that. So you could, uh, and and that's just a good reason to use red. <laughs> but you know, usually a lot of times you'll have your Jeep decorated, nothing's turned on until you get to the beginning of the parade. Or you get to the trailhead and you're going to do a Jeep run at night or something like that. That's so. this is negative thinking. You need these things on anytime <laughs> you're out driving. Thinking. It's the Christmas spirit. <laughs> oh, yeah, Go to okay. court and tell the court that the police officer <laughs> did not have Christmas spirit. Do and, not do that in California. Throw out the case, damn it. Oh my gosh, you'll lose it for sure in California. Well, there's a cancer right. warning for the for if you're in California. On everything. It's a warning for everything. <laughs> Don't live or breathe. There you go. That's yeah. it. You're well, good. Well, yeah, yeah. that's that's what they're <laughs> aiming for. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Jeep Talk Show. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us helps us improve the show. And people say, where where are you improving the show? Uh, and reach out uh, to more Jeep enthusiasts like yourself. You can reach out to Jeep enthusiasts like yourself and let them know about the show. Uh, Pound Jeep Bucket. Also, don't forget uh, to follow us on social media. The the Instagram thing is probably the absolute best yeah, way to get the absolutely. first information that you would see from uh, Jeep Talk Show. Short of that, go into jeeptalkshow.com. Uh, we, we do a lot of work on our uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, website. And uh, we don't get a lot of people over there. I understand it. I'm the same way with uh, with uh, shows that I listen to. Very seldom do I visit their site. But remember, we have our show notes there. So you can actually go over there and look something up that you may have heard and can't quite remember. Uh, we'll have links. We'll have pictures. So, uh, yeah, try JeepTalkShow.com. Uh, uh, I mean, it's not like we're making any money off of it. It's just we put no. work into it. We'd like for you to get the benefit of it. Well, and also there's all of our past episodes. So we're on episode 9.3. Oh, absolutely. So guess what? You can listen there's to 942 them. other episodes. Yeah, exactly. Lots of fun information. So, uh, and, and you can listen to the shows directly from the website. And, and that includes your phone. Finally, if you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you'll find multiple ways to contact us. We absolutely love hearing from you guys. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Jeep Talk Show. Broadcasting since 2010. Where's Larry? <laughs>